0: So as we ponder that passage about Jesus at 12 years old uh, from Luke's gospel, and God for Luke gives us so much, um, but we're going to do something we do uh, normally around here, but that will be new to, to a couple of you here today. Um, And that is our pairing and sharing time as we lead into the reflection. And I'm going to be focusing in my sermon reflection um, on the dynamics of family that are in the scripture passage. Um, This first Sunday uh, after Christmas in my Roman Catholic previous tradition that I came from um, is the Feast of the Holy Family and they do this passage and they focus on you know, the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit about family in a couple minutes, but I thought it might be interesting and fun, therefore, um, since we have Jesus at 12 years old, to uh, pull us back a little bit, some a little further than others. And so, um, first of all, let me explain how the pairing and sharing works. Um, When after I give you the lead in here, um, you're invited to... uh, Find somebody to have a conversation with. Um, and uh, we prefer it not be your spouse, but, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. We don't have any punishments around here for anything, so do what's most comfortable for you. And we just spend a few minutes having conversation around uh, a couple questions. Um, it helps get us engaged in a couple of things that are helpful um, when we come worship, but also it helps us to build relationships one with another. Um, and so uh, it's, it's a special time in our worship. So here's a couple things I want you to, to share about. Um, share about your life when you were 12 years old, if you can remember. And if something you know comes in when you were 11 or 13, teenage, um, that's okay. But, you know, it's kind of start your memory of processing by thinking about when you were about 12 years old. You know, start with the basics. Where were you? (laughs) What was happening? Things like that. Um, And then the second one is, um, if you were putting together a list of family values, what would you include? And where did you learn these values? you have around family so that's probably more than you can do in a few minutes so pick what is, is either fun or interesting or whatever and have a little bit of conversation uh, get up move around this is also good exercise time in worship so you know find someone to chat with for a few minutes and I'll call you back in a little bit Really good conversations and got some memories going. Um, anybody discover any perfect 12-year-olds? Okay. No. Um, you know, one possible way to look at this reading about Jesus at 12 years old, we don't get a lot about Jesus as, as a young person. Um, very, 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 very little. One way to look at, that, at it is to say that it, and this may be one of the reasons that it's there to help us understand how special this Jesus is, right? And, and so, uh, of course, Jesus says I must be in my father's house when they finally find him, right? And so, it, it would not be bad to take the approach of saying that's the whole purpose for this reading. But I also think it's important because of 2,000 years of, of Christian history um, and how within Christianity we've talked about family and what makes a good family, what family values are, what's a traditional family a phrase we've heard in, in our lifetimes. To also take an approach through this of just looking at this family. Mother Mary, Daddy, Joseph, Baby, Jesus, now 12 years old. Okay, so now if you just take it from a family point of view here, this story is kind of interesting. Because I think we often impose something on this. Well, this is Jesus, so this is different. But you really just need to take this for a few minutes because I think it's helpful. Just from a a normal family point of view. All right. So, here's your family, and you're going to a big festival, let's say it's in New York. Yeah, that's a good place, New York. And you're going on a long trip, and you're taking your family, you're you're taking some extended family with you as well. And you go to New York for this big festival, it's really important to your family, your family goes to this festival every year. In this case, it's a religious festival. It's the Passover, Jewish Passover time. And they're going, you know, what? I think the reason New York's a good example is they're going to the center of all activity in the world that they came out of. But they traveled a long distance to get there. And you have brought your 12-year-old. And you're there for a few days. And at the end of those few days, it's time to head home. But you traveled with a kind of a big caravan folks, mostly your extended family. Um, and all the time you were there, one of the things you love, don't you like this uh, if you're a parent when you have a lot of extended family around, it's kind of like you don't have to keep your eye on your kid at every moment because everybody's kind of keeping an eye on your kid at every moment, right? Um, and uh, but it takes one whole day for Joseph and Mary when they've begun the trip back one whole day, so let's just call that 24 hours before they start to wonder why haven't we seen Jesus? Where is he? And then it takes 24 hours and they finally go around and they finally check with all the extended relatives who they must have been close around many of them for for this 24 hour period too But they're just checking and double-checking, and they're fully expecting to find Jesus. And they don't. Of course, what normal 12-year-old doesn't want something from their parents in 24 hours, right? So, you know, that that should have been a little bit of a a notice on their part. Um, So they head back to Jerusalem. Now, another part of the other way you can interpret this reading about how understanding Jesus is special um, and as a special mission in his life. Um, they've just been at the religious festival, where the center of the festival is the temple of the Passover. And it takes them three days to find Jesus in the temple. What is going on here? I think they need to go to parenting classes if they don't understand... Where are the possible places their twelve-year-old might go, especially after spending almost a week at this festival, you know. I don't know if they had parenting classes back then. I'm not really sure whether they did or not. I think it's important to look at this kind of as just a normal story to begin with. Before we start imposing all of our assumptions, and you know, sometimes we read the Bible and all this stuff. It's all special, so all of our normal thinking we don't apply to it. You know, it's kind of weird, but, you know, it's because it's Jesus, you know. But what is going on in this family? Um, oh, speaking of which, I was, did anybody figure out my props and what they might be? Does somebody have an idea what they are? Patty? I think it's you and your sister. You think it's me and my sister, huh? Yes, this is my sister Susan? I had no brothers, and one sister. This is my sister Susan. I don't know how old we were. And this is me. Aren't I cute? (laughs) Right? And as many of you know, my sister and brother-in-law came to visit this Christmas the first time in the 16 years we've been in Spokane that they've come out this way. So that was really special. So this morning I wanted to share a little bit of my family. So my, you know, my mom and dad always had this hanging in their house, as long as I can remember it. I don't remember, maybe it was at a festival that we sat down with a little sketch artist. I don't know how these came about. I really never got that story. Um, But, uh, so, you know, my dad died in 2016, and when my mom died this year, said to my sister, I'd like to have these. We're going to hang them in our house. We haven't got them hung yet. Um, And so it's family, you know, and special because it's not just my sister and me, but it connects back to the whole family, right? Because it was always in the house. You know those things that were just always in the house, right? They're kind of extra, extra special. So... We kind of all come from a family, and we all take the things that are special, and maybe there's bad stories too, whatever. And we all take what we think family should be, and all of this, we kind of impose it on other situations. Um, And sometimes we impose it on biblical stories, but sometimes we say, "Oh, this is Jesus," so I'm, you know, it's different. But in so many ways, uh, this is a normal family, and uh, the the parents got caught. Not, they were probably having a good time and they were with a lot of people and they got caught not really noticing for 24 hours that no one knew where Jesus was, right? Um, a couple other interesting things as you think about the family dynamic. Is it not true that, you know, families don't stay the same? We evolve, right? Right? Hopefully our kids evolve in their understanding of themselves and what it means to be part of the family and what their mission and goal in life is. Um, and hopefully we do as well. And it's interesting to note that uh, if you just go back a little bit, a few verses back uh, in Luke's Gospel, that when, when Mary uh, was told by the angel about having this baby Jesus, at the very end of it, in verse 19 she says but Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Okay, So now Jesus is 12 years old. She's been doing 12 years worth of treasuring things in her heart and pondering. Pondering how they fit. What they mean for her and now for this Jesus who is growing and all of this. And so what does she say in our reading today Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. So she's still she's letting new stuff settle in new experiences and she's trying to figure out how does it fit. I presume in that pondering she went all the way back to the angels annunciation to her and was thinking, okay, how does this all fit with that? You know, my 12-year-old son just said, uh, you know, told me, "Of oh, where else would I be but in my father's house?" It took them three days to find him, so they clearly didn't have that quite in their heads yet, where where Jesus was going and what Jesus was even understanding about himself. And in some ways, it's kind of true with a 12-year-old, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that Jesus had some detailed understanding of his mission yet. It's just that sense, I need to be here. You know? This is where I need to be. This is the place that gets me interested, that gets me excited. I need to be here. I spent all those days of those every year that we go to the Passover in Jerusalem, he'd go to the temple. He was getting used to the temple at this point, getting a little older, getting a little more understanding. Right? So this this is the family dynamics. Don't we see that in our kids as, as they kind of grow in their understanding of themselves and we're trying to keep up with where are they are. And, of course, we have an idea in their head about where they should be and they don't always go that way. Anybody have a kid who went exactly the way they always thought they, that their kid should go? Okay, good. Thank you. We have a lot of normal families here. That's good. Um, and... Uh, so it's also really interesting that we hear that about Jesus because maybe that will take us out of this notion about these readings about Jesus are all special. You know, he's different than every other human being. In this one, special. But the very last verse that we read today says, And Jesus increased in wisdom. We didn't have all this wisdom from the beginning, and he increased in years. And in divine and human favor. So he's evolving. He is evolving. Um, So think about those family dynamics. And Jesus is born into this family and grows in wisdom, grows in understanding. They have some interesting experiences. I'm sure many of us from our families have some interesting experiences. Maybe some weird stories to tell surprising things that may have happened along the way, and I'm sure some bad things that happened in some families along the way. But now the reason why it's important to dig in and look at this from a family dynamic perspective is that we play a lot of games, and sometimes we say it's the Christian way or something like that, but we play a lot of games out of the time period we live in and our assumptions or desire about how family should be. So, you know, I don't think before I was alive and anyone ever said, well, we need traditional family, which is a phrase we hear a lot. And there's a picture that people have when they say traditional family. The problem is that traditional family did not exist in the time of Jesus because the traditional family talked about in my lifetime is a father and a mother um, with kids, right? Right. Um, but in the lifetime of Jesus, why your parents were important, they were not necessarily centrally important to your growth and development. They were one of they were major to it, but so were the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles because. If you want to go back to that kind of traditional family, we lost it a long time ago by migrating all around and living in different places. There's a time period when no one would have... It was hard maybe to travel, but no one would have even imagined living away from their extended families. They could not possibly imagine it. So if we really want to go back to traditional families, we're going to have to change all of our migration patterns. Completely, you know. The other thing is that if we want to think about what is talked about in those traditional families, um, we have a different understanding about the role of a mother and a father in a family today than was had for most of humanity's existence. For most of what we know about in most cultures, although there were some exceptions to this, they were patriarchal cultures. And they brought that into their religion you know? So the father had the power position. And the mother had a support role, a very important role, but a support role. And the father had the last say in everything. And the mother would have to convince the father if wanted to have an influence on that decision. And in so many cultures, including ones that we come out of, the woman in the marriage was considered property. So when things happen, like a breakup of a relationship and all that, the woman didn't have, didn't share the house, didn't share anything. You know, it was property. You know. I always love it when I do weddings and somebody wants a traditional wedding and they come down the aisle and, you know, the father gives the bride away um, and all of that. It's a beautiful looking ceremony and all of that. But the reason the father does it and not the mother or both of them is because the father owns the daughter. The mother doesn't own the daughter. That's where it came from. And there was money paid so that the ownership could get transferred The dowry. Right? Um, so, it's helpful, I think, to look at this family story and to reopen again our understandings of family. And maybe, you know, Christmas time is one of those times. I was, as I told someone, I I mentioned last week, I was a nervous wreck when my sister arrived. Because anything you know about me, her opinion or thought about what's true is exactly the opposite. Anybody else have that in your family structure? Anything I couldn't imagine somebody ever thinking or believing, she thinks and believes. (laughs) It's, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. I, I, don't, I don't know how that happens, you know, that we share genes and upbringing, but you know the story, right? You know the story. Um, so so it's a question as we go forward and, you know, in the United Church of Christ, you know, we're sometimes shouted at because we have a very inclusive and open understanding of how families can be configured And we're not, we try not to be uh, overall judgmental when we see a family configuration that doesn't look exactly like the one we grew up with. Um, And uh, we try to do that. Um, But I think as we come back and we come back to understanding that, as I said, we're at the beginning of the church year. So we're going to go through a cycle of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, right? And in that Do we not want to ponder, treasure some things and ponder in our heart like Mary? Do we not want to grow in wisdom in years like Jesus did in understanding of who we are and where we can go? And if we want to do that, maybe we can travel a little bit with this holy family, with Joseph and Mary and Jesus. Maybe we can set aside all the things we impose upon them from what we were told and the shoulds and all of that. And maybe we can figure out how in our family dynamics can we have experiences with each other that help each other grow in wisdom and years, that open up the doors for pondering and treasuring things even more. And when we hit walls on that, is there a possible key? Maybe, a, maybe I have to step back first. Is there a key to opening the door to that wall so we can come through? and meet in a new and different way. Maybe we've lost each other for a little while, like Joseph and Mary lost Jesus. And maybe it's going to take a little while because we don't always know where to find somebody else in the family because they're living so different than us. We don't know where to find their heart or their mind or the part that won't push the button and cause you know that magnetic reaction where we push against each other. Um... But maybe as followers of Jesus we can open ourselves up to, to new configurations and new ways of reflecting on this in the year to come. So we meet next Christmas. Maybe we can reflect a little bit more the growing wisdom in the family of Jesus and the growing wisdom in the family of our lives. I think that's the invitation of the birth of this Jesus. He's not an other God sitting up there somewhere. He's touchable, he's embodied, he's part of, he's part of the journey that we're on together. So may we be inspired by this holy family and by this baby Jesus, this 12-year-old Jesus, and may we open our hearts and minds to new ways and new possibilities. So we might ponder and treasure something new in the coming year. Amen.